0: Fans. Did you know there are a lot of people who do not believe in vampires? Ah, but I do. Because I know they exist. I have fought them in all their geysers. Man, wolves, bats. And I have always won. That is why they call me the great vampire killer Three of the cats Five Weeks of Fright. I am Count Julie. This week... What is going on now? Sounds like it's coming from the kitchen. Romeo! What are you doing? Oh, hey, cuz. Just looking for your car keys. Excuse me? You are what? Looking for your car keys. Ever heard of asking? Yeah, I thought about that, Yuli, but I didn't want to disturb your sleep. I know you'd be cranky, so I decided to try and find them myself. No muss, no fuss. What do you mean, no fuss? You are invading my privacy. You're rooting around my things without my permission. There is fuss. There is a lot of fuss. Relax, Yuli. I didn't see anything I wasn't supposed to see. Plus, if you were hiding anything, everything I saw in these drawers wouldn't even offend a grandma. All of this is besides the point. Why do you want my car keys anyway? What makes you think I even have a car? Isn't that what that giant coffin on four wheels next to the castle is? Lucky guess. So can I borrow it? want to go into town. Are you nuts? Can you imagine how many red flags would pop up in people's minds when they see someone driving into town in a coffin convertible with a bat-shaped steering wheel? Oh, Yuli, powers of disguise. I can mask your old beater as something much nicer. I wouldn't be caught dead in that hoopty. Well, I hate to break it to you, but you're a vampire, so it's not like you even have a choice in what condition you drive in. What business do you have in town, Romeo? I want to scout out kissing booth candidates for the jamboree i gonna pick out ten lucky ladies, then invite them back here to practice. Oh, no, you don't! I'm sorry, but I'm drawing the line. You flooded my bathroom when practicing your breaststroke in my bathtub. You've broken several of my castle windows with shot puts and javelins. You eat all of my food, and you've jeopardized my anonymity by having movers come in and out of here with gym equipment. No one else besides you or me steps foot on this property. Now, Yuli, this hostility isn't very nice. I'm your guest and I have a very important day coming up. Frankly, I think it's a little selfish that you don't feel the need to understand that. Now, let me do what I need to to prepare. Excuse me? Hey! If you're a good boy, maybe I'll let you look at one of the lovely ladies. Oh, looky me! Listen here, greaseball, you're about five seconds away from feeling the fury of a Yuli scorned. I'll box you up in a splintered coffin and ship you to Siberia. And while we're on the subject of locations, where's that godforsaken coach of yours? Ah, the stiff boy. Yes, the stiff boy. He's staying in my room. Staying in your room. Wait, what? Yeah, I figures if I'm going to win this jamboree, stiffy needs to be with me at all times. What? That little green bastard is still here! Your insolence is baffling, Romeo. What's your problem, Yuli? I just want to cruise around for babes. How about this? No! No, you cannot cruise around for babes. Ah, found them. What? I said no! Put my keys down this instant. Hey, Stiff, I got the wheels. Let's cruise. Ooh, I want to find some foxes. I do not believe this. I am beside myself. Catch you later, Yuli. I will fill it up. If I remember. <laughs> You're the king, Rome. Wherever you two decide to infest, leave your stiff friend there. If I even catch a whiff of that rodent again, I'm going to run him up a freaking flagpole. That meathead is a disgrace to vampires. However, What isn't a disgrace is this week's episode. Imagine being a mild-mannered teen horror fan. You realize you have a dangerous vampire next door who is out for your blood. You try to warn everybody, but nobody believes you. This is the very predicament young Charlie Brewster finds himself in in the subject of today's episode. Jeremy Weed is back and is joined by first-time guest Katie Wright to help the guys talk the 80s horror classic Fright Night. Stay tuned, listeners. The Radcast will be right back. Welcome back into welcome back into the Radcast, the redcast, whatever you want to call us. Redcast is what the, I prefer. Yes, that. exactly. I saw that text earlier. <laughs> uh, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, boys and ghouls, ladies and germs. Ooh. Ooh. That's enough. Nice. Hey, nice. Uh, <laughs> Thank you. Hello. <laughs> Shake my hand. Very good. That's okay. All right, you guys had your little your little trick there, and now get out of here. Uh, welcome back from that break. This is week three of the Five Weeks of Fright, Trace. which we are excited about. Week one, we had Dave Little on to talk about Sleepaway Camp. Week two was last week, which Matt and I talked about Double Double Toil and Trouble. It's pronounced matinee. Okay, you got stop with that joke. Okay. <laughs> um, but it's, there's a film called Double Double Toil and Trouble. It's a very funny mm-hmm. movie. Funny enough that I don't ever want to watch it again. <laughs> um, a, I've had my film. Hey guys. Yes. What's a
1: vampire's favorite ice cream flavor? <sighs> this better be worth you interrupting me. Chocolate. Vanilla.
0: <laughs> Maybe we should have let our guests also try and Ooh. guess that. Yes. Ooh. Exit. Ooh. Yes. yes. Ooh. Boom. Just, just like a ghost. I'm just kidding. I was just... <laughs> but this is week three, um, and we'll get to what we're <laughs> talking about here in a second. But first... We want to welcome back to the show Jeremy Weed. Hey, hey. making an appearance his first appearance on season three. Um, oh yeah, to be here. He's definitely good for something. Something. <laughs> his second, his I'm second not sure yet. Second ever five weeks of
1: fright preview. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. But it's getting to be a habit.
0: No offense, Jeremy. The most why this is so special is not because I mean you're back. Yes, you're going <laughs> to contribute very well. Sure. Our uh-huh. subject is very very good, but also coming to us on the phone. The Halloween Queen, yeah, mm-hmm. Katie Wright, yep. making her first yeah. appearance on the, on the Radcast. Radcast. Yeah, Yay. Boop, boop, boop,
1: boop. there it is. Yeah, <laughs> she is. She
0: is the wife of four timer Jeff Wright, who's going to be on next week. But that doesn't matter. No, it's so mm-hmm. doesn't matter. Yes, It's unimportant. He, exactly. <laughs> uh, I think you're going to do a lot better than him on this episode. <laughs> That's right. Um, <laughs> Show because, him. Um, so again, how Hall- Katie's Halloween queen for a reason, because for us, she it probably likes Halloween the best out of anybody I know. Yeah um jeremy definitely really really likes it too Uh, (laughs) he's okay (laughs) come along afterthought (laughs) but uh we're we're super excited to have katie and jeremy on because this is we're really cooking with this one Mm -hmm. um Mm. this week we're talking another i would say it's kind of has that cult cult classic status kind of still a cult Horror movie, uh, but it's again like Sleepaway Camp. This is the '80s. This is more of the mid '80s now. Mm-hmm. But we are talking a movie called Fright Night. Yes, and this Sorry, is Fright right. Night. Fright Night. Fright Night. I I was gonna mention that in the episode. I love how when Peter Vincent's horror hosting show is on, it's like Fright Night, and it's like Fright
1: Night. Yeah, I have <laughs> always loved that. Mm-hmm. It's really corny, but it's great. Yeah.
0: But we are we're super excited to talk about Fright Night. Um, Katie with these Radcast rentals or whenever we talk about movies, I'm going to go over some boilerplate stuff. Some like when it was made, who's in it and all that, all that jolly good things. So, uh, we can go over here over that, uh, here in a second, but first I wanted to ask you, and I guess I could have waited to the end of the episode mm-hmm. for this, but, um, just because, I mean, we're calling, we called you queen of Halloween for a reason. Um, you, you love this time of year. Um, I don't think I'm understating that at all, would you say? No, Mm-mm. she's shaking her head no. <laughs> uh, uh, what, what would you say? The where, mic doesn't pick up, head gestures. <laughs> where, where in your childhood development, where when you were growing up, um, what, what about Halloween and when did you really latch on to it? And what about Halloween really gets you like, gets you excited, gets you going, and gets you really in the spirit?
2: Um, I think that in our house growing up, Halloween was, like, just as big as Christmas. Mm -hmm. Like, just how we put up the tree and decorate with the ornaments and everything like that. My mom would also let us do the same with all of the Halloween decorations. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, like, every year we would try to, like, do more stuff than the year before. We've had, like, talking vampires in our windows. We've had, like like, sound effects on the outside of the house so that when you trick-or-treat, it sounds like there's, like, creepy stuff going on in the outside. Um, we always, like, carve jack-o'-lanterns. And um, I remember watching, like, my first scary movie on Halloween when I was little. Like, the very first scary movie I watched was Poltergeist. Mm, and I got yes. to watch it, yeah. like, so on good. Halloween. And every Halloween at the end of the night before we would go to sleep, we would always sit all of us crammed together in my mom's bed mm. and um we she used to have this terrifying like pumpkin i think she still has it probably but <laughs> it lit up she would plug it in and it was like this pumpkin with a creepy face and um the room would be like pitch black except for this pumpkin and we'd eat halloween candy and listen to one of those soundtracks of like Ooh, the creepy halloween oh, noises man. of like steps walking yes mm-hmm. yeah so i don't know i think it's just it's as nostalgic as christmas for me yeah for amazing. sure I, mean, I love that
0: for sure and if you <laughs> that, that's, that's great. Ama- if that you, sounds so if you go into yeah. katie and jeff's house which any of you listening out there don't go to their house and just walk in. Yeah. Um, but if, <laughs> if anybody out there has ever been in their house, it's all, it's rife with Halloween yep. decorations and, and not just Halloween, but just fall. We're just, oh, yeah. everybody on this show is just big into Halloween into fall and everything. Oh, like that. And, and it's always like, how can we kind of build upon last year yeah. with, with sort of, it's like, okay, we had this, but maybe this year I'm just going to have my own pumpkin patch mm-hmm. in the backyard, yeah. you know, kind of thing. Or, you. you know, yeah, yeah. I- exactly. Mm-hmm. And like this year, when we went over there, you guys had the projector screen. That That's because awesome. of the weather didn't really pan out, but the the thought mm-hmm. was there. Like mm-hmm. the the heart yes. was in it. Um, later, you know, in future years, we'll be back there watching the Universal mm. horror movies. We'll be watching mm-hmm. Freddy, Jason, but more importantly, we'll be watching Fright Night. So Fright let's night. get into that. Yes. right now. Oh. So Sorry, mm. uh, sorry. I know. I, 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 would be remiss if I didn't mention this. We actually had um, an external kind of other, another podcast kind of shout us out. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. This Let's, week, yeah, yeah. Um, so our fr- Dave Little, who was on the Sleepaway Camp mm-hmm. episode, his fiance Stephanie had a few audio drops in there as well. Her friend Katie Leggett, another Katie. Has her own podcast, yes. YouTube sensation, yeah, Katie Liggett, yeah exactly. Uh, has her own podcast called uh, "By Bi- Bicentennial Life." Yes, Bicen- talks about the bicentennial, the, no, the bicentennial man podcast. All oh, right, she's, you know, she's cornered no, the market on the movie Bicentennial Man. Sorry, my millennial life. Yes, that's what it is. I'm sorry, I was like, she was nowhere near old enough. She wasn't born in 1976. Anyway, um, look up the bicentennial if you don't know what I'm talking about. But um, anyway, uh, her podcast is basically. She's 25, so she kind of falls in between Millennials mm-hmm. and Gen Z, Yeah, which that's an actual pocket uh, generation called the Zillennials, mm-hmm. so it's a very interesting perspective, and so right. on her podcast, she sort of talks about that, um, and this month, she's actually doing Halloween-themed episodes as well, mm-hmm. so... Her listening to our sleepaway camp episode made her want to watch it. Yeah. And she did, and she really liked it. And cool. she gave us a shout out on her podcast yeah. this week. So, this is us returning the favor. Out, returning the favor, Katie Leggett, and the, My, I almost said the Bicentennial podcast. The My again. Zillennial Life My podcast. Zillennial Life podcast. If you can't find it on Spotify, just put in Katie Leggett. That's what I had to do. Yeah. <laughs> and it'll be <laughs> the think. second thing. That's L E G leg as in your leg. And, a t e as, as in, in I, I just ate, ate, I ate a hoagie too, yeah. i ate too much halloween candy yeah exactly okay <laughs> so yes thank you katie for your shout out thank you for listening yes. and uh we hope that we can funnel some listeners your way um but fright night was released august 2nd 1985 directed by tom holland not spider-man yep. but old old man tom <laughs> other tom, tom holland yeah um starring chris sarandon is jerry dandridge yes Um uh, william ooh, william ooh. Brad, he we're, we're, we're going to talk a lot we're, about, we're Chris talk about Chris Sarandon. Like we're, there's a lot that's going to be, yeah. yeah. Um, William Ragsdale is Charlie Brewster. It's perfect. Roddy McDowell is Peter Vincent. Mm-hmm. Yes. Peter Vincent. Also perfect. Um, Amanda Bierce as Amy. Yeah. Stephen Jeffries as Evil Ed. And Jonathan Stark as Billy Cole. The box office made about $25 million uh, on an approximately $9 million budget, which actually was the first horror movie to spend over a million dollars on special effects. And I think it definitely okay. shows. Yeah. Um,
1: Considering how little they were used, mm-hmm. yeah, um, yeah, the effects were pretty amazing. Uh, they I, there was some actual like some crossover stuff. I read about this mm-hmm. uh, where I guess they were going to use so the big bat at the yeah. very end of the movie yeah. that was going Ghostbusters, in Ghostbusters and yeah. then they were, it was like for the too the, scary uh, for a PG rated like movie. The, yeah, like it was kinda, And for kinda, like kinda, like yeah. the library the, ghosts the, are the, like the, the kind like
0: of like whatever was burning at the end of the movie. Yeah, they were like. That looks like the bat we just used. So, like, let's yeah, just use and, it. Yeah. And, and it was, and yeah. cause it makes sense because. Um, the guy from Ghostbusters, uh, Dan. Aykroyd. Richard Edlund. Richard Edlund yeah. um, did uh, who did Dan tons Aykroyd. of yeah. work. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, right out of Ghostbusters, he went to yeah. Fright Night, which is cool, and it's Fright Night is cool because it brings kind of Ernest back to vampire movies. Not, I always not, love not, Ernest. Not, not Ernest. Ernest. Ernest, Ernest, sc- Ernest no. <laughs> scared. Stupid. <laughs> I love movie. Ernest. <laughs> but like after the Hammer movies in the '70s, Hammer was a British film distribution company yeah. um, and they took a lot of the universal horror movies and kind of put a different spin on them. Mm-hmm. Um, Christopher Lee was in a lot of hammer. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, Vampire uh, movies specifically. Uh, Peter Cushing was in a lot of them. Yeah. And they just, they took a lot of the lore um, that the universal movies kind of brought to, mm-hmm. brought to popularity, popularity brought to the big screen and just kind of added more gore and violence and sexual undertones. Yeah. Um, but after the hammer movies, in the 70s, from the mid to late 70s on through the 80s, vampires weren't really used a lot. And if they were, they were kind of made out to be a joke. Yeah. Um, because they were seen as kind of like has been as yeah. far as where you get your scares from. been played because, out so yeah, many times. Because slashers in the 80s were starting to really, yeah. you know, make, a, make their way into pop culture. Mm-hmm. And they were super popular. Peter Vinson kind of makes mention of that when he's, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And we'll talk about Peter Vincent, yeah. but it's it's brought up in this movie, kind of self-aware, yeah. like kids don't want to see vampires. Yeah. It's very meta. Yeah. yeah. So Tom Holland was a huge fan of vampires, and he was kind of tired of them not getting their due anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, because there is still this classic aura, this gothic sensibility to them that still can be scary if seen in the right light. Yeah. So he wanted to make something that would... People take vampires seriously again, but also wanted to make mm-hmm. it kind of relatable to the audience. So mm-hmm. he put a vampire story in suburban 1985, and yeah. I think it works really well, taking the elements of the gothic aspects mm-hmm. of vampires, yeah. adding in that 80s aspect because there's a lot of 80s in there. Yeah, it's the very 80s.
1: Um, so <laughs> to its credit, not to its oh detriment. my god, to its credit, let, let, yeah, let's point it, that soundtrack
0: out. alone. Both Brad Fidel score who did first two terminators, terminators and just the the licensed music used yeah. for it is incredible mm-hmm. so katie i'll mm-hmm. start with you um you f- i we know the answer to this question but your first exposure to it but also kind of your first impression of it as well because matt and i know the answer but for the listeners first exposure but then also kind of your first impression of the movie as well
2: well, I've seen a lot of horror movies, so I was surprised. I literally had never even heard of it until I talked with you guys. Like, really? Yeah. So I, the first time I watched it was with Matt and Steven. What would you, like two years ago? Three years ago?
0: It was pro- I mean, it was probably actually like, we showed you guys maybe a year after we had seen, probably 2016. Yeah. I think. Okay,
2: okay. It might have been was, when when
0: yeah. the four, when It was within us, the last five years I think it was so. when, us and you and Jeff all lived together. Yeah, it was within the last five mm-hmm. years yeah. or
2: so. Oh, yeah. 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 It was so good. <laughs> I was <laughs> so, like, not surprised. Like, I I usually like, like, 80s horror, like, yeah. you know,
0: Lost Boys. traditional, yeah.
2: original horror, but it was super good. I liked that it was funny, but also still, like, spooky and Halloweeny too. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. I yeah.
0: loved
2: yeah. it. I loved the music.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah for sure, too. and I forgot to mention, and all that you know pumping Katie up is like a big, big proponent of Halloween, um unlike us, you're actually like a horror fan, like we'll like oh, we'll yeah, talk I love to, horror. we'll like you'll you'll ask us have you <laughs> like you'll ask us like, have you guys seen like this movie like and not just like old stuff but like horror current stuff horror. yeah you're like have you guys seen this movie we just watched this on netflix it's super it's like it's super ju- it's creepy. july i'm not ready for horror movies yet <laughs>
2: <laughs> i'm like all year round
0: <laughs> yeah right um uh, so it's cool because you're actually a horror fan which is mm-hmm. nice because like i was saying like we've said in previous episodes matt and i and I'd say probably Jeremy, too. We're not really horror hounds, but we like things that take place in a certain time that add to the aesthetic of the yeah. season, but we're not going to go out of our way to watch like Midsummer or something yeah. like that. <laughs> oh, um, well, yeah.
2: That movie scarred me for life. But I definitely think that <laughs> there's like, I do differentiate when Halloween comes around between like horror and then like Halloween horror. Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, Halloween there's definitely time. scary movies that are like on theme. Oh yeah, (laughs) Yeah. and then the other other half of them. I kind of feel,
1: and maybe Katie, you can kind of speak to this a little bit, but I kind of feel like horror, like Halloween horror movies specifically, are more fun than straight up Halloween or uh, horror movies because a lot of horror movies are just. uh, I'm just more on the edge of my seat. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Whereas a Halloween horror movie, I'm like, look, (laughs) it's it's not as I think that, and
2: I mean. And this could be a whole side tangent, but I think that with Halloween horror, there's a lot more. I don't want to step on anyone's toes here, but like honor (laughs) to where a lot of movies will like put little nods to other horror movies before this or like little ornaments of like this and that there, which is something
1: that's a good point that
2: I like picked up on actually this time around watching Fright Night for movies that came after Fright Night. But I think that. Like that's why I like Halloween, like horror style movies so much, is because like they really are like trinkets of each other, like here and there yeah. where yeah. they like steal from each other or like have these ideas that interweave them together, and I love that. It's yeah. it's
0: like oh yeah, it's like you know we we are allowed to exist, you know, outside of Halloween, but as horror movies, like if they were sentient beings, it's like our common ground is Halloween because Halloween is the time of of the spooky and the scary Mm -hmm. yeah and even though we exist Mm -hmm. outside of october this is our commonality yeah because because this is our home is is the spooky and the scary i think i think there's this there is this um this idea that with halloween to quote hallow the movie halloween sheriff Brackett says it's halloween everyone's entitled to one good scare you want to watch scary things yeah you know because it it, it, also to quote halloween Totally. Yeah. <laughs> you. Hey, you got it. <laughs> we'll get to that later on in the month. Uh, at,
1: real quick, Katie. Oh, well, maybe I should save it, but it's more just at the risk of save uh, it, Maple. Yes, yeah, at, at the risk of uh, opening a Pandora's box with with Matt and Steven, because I already <laughs> know how they feel, and I know how I feel. Have you ever seen the movie Monster Squad?
2: Seen what? What is it?
1: Monster Squad. I think your brother grew up with it.
2: Monster Squad. Yeah, Nick said that before.
0: On paper, it looks like it it'd be amazing. It sounds great on paper. Amazing. Yeah.
1: It sucks. Hold
2: on. <laughs> oh, wait. I think I see the cover in my head. Hold it's on.
0: To, yeah. It, they tried to make it like Goonies, but with the universal horror monsters. Which sounds like a beautiful yes. marriage. It does. Yes. But it's really not.
2: I literally can see the cover in my head. We used to have it sitting on the TV. Hold on.
1: The <laughs> <Well, laughs> special effects are really well done. Right. Every. Everything else is not every <laughs>
0: everyone who holds it in such <laughs> a high regard stupid. guarantee you at least ninety five percent of those people grew up watching it and they have mm-hmm. rose yep. colored glasses on yeah,
2: I have not seen it, but uh I know that Nick, my brother, loves that movie,
0: yeah, um, I say yeah. watch it to formulate your own opinion, and I then, still love like Nick. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly
3: noted. it's noted
0: it's worth a watch to kind of you hear about it and then you formulate your own opinion on it yeah um but we being the fans of both of those things that we are goonies and of universal monsters yeah. and then of 80s movies other 80s, things have done it better yeah, yeah. it's it's just uh, all all the stars should have aligned but they didn't yeah um, and yep. it all blew up like a big gas giant but thank God <laughs> we're not talking about monster squad today yep
1: thank God thank uh, the thank Lord God. even though I brought us there sorry about that guys well, so, well, let's, well okay well let, now let's, let's, you can let's stay on you then now uh, you uh, get if through, the spotlight. if you want to talk oh, sorry. <laughs>
0: Um. so you're you you showed us fright night yeah uh, we yeah. had this we had this week back in 2014 where we came where Matt and I came out of oh, Kokomo yeah, yeah. with you and Indiana der- yes exactly that um, wondrous magical place yeah. known as <laughs> America's armpit yep um, but uh um you like when talking about the itinerary for that week you said and then you know we'll come back from this and do this and then we'll go home we'll go back to my parents house and watch Fright Night and Fright Night is one of those movies that I would see it a Hollywood video, I would see it a blockbuster. Hollywood video would have these like booklets of uh, of like of movies and stuff like that. Um that they would have at the front, but then um <laughs> Oh okay, gotcha. That's okay. She had oh. then she texted Jeremy to adjust the camera. <laughs> oh, okay, gotcha.
2: I was like Wait, she's so like, like, right now you. it looks like it this. It was like
3: this. <laughs> you couldn't see it
1: all. Was, Sorry.
3: Steven
0: was talking. I was like, I'm a girl. I
1: was, I was not <laughs> trying to be distracted. No, she's just, just <laughs> nodding. It's she's like, not, okay, yep, yeah.
0: Uh-huh. Cool. Yeah, who's talking? <laughs> uh, but uh, but Hollywood Video would have these like movie booklets to where you'd kind of flip through them, and they have, I guess they would be yeah. the inventory that Hollywood Video yes. would have all throughout their all, their all their locations. But Halloween comes around, and they have all their, of a horror movie mm, yeah. section so great looking, and i always remember fright night because if you know fright night you know that cover of fright it's night very distinct big vampire face in the clouds huge. with jerry dangerous's house kind of as like yeah. in the shadows underneath um so i remember seeing it and then when jeremy brought it up i was like oh okay yeah i like i kind of remember that but like i didn't know how i'd feel about it i thought i thought it was just gonna be straight horror right like, really like blood guts gore but yeah. like jeremy was talking about it and i didn't see jeremy as like a horror hound or anything right. so i was like if
2: he's but if i said it
0: yeah exactly but if katie said exactly. i say it it's i'd be like <laughs> i'm not gonna watch I'm it i'm about to be traumatized <laughs> <laughs> so, so i was like okay and then jeremy's like i think you guys will like it it's actually like funny because it is it's there's a lot of visual subtle humor I'll, in yeah, the movie and which that's is good that's part of why i like um, it yeah. which i'll address um kinda. but Jeremy, so you showed it to Matt and
1: I, but where did you first see it? Well, so I, okay, so, <laughs> <laughs> so my dad. The year was uh, 1992. Seriously, yeah. Mm. No, it's it's just interesting because, mm-hmm. uh, to kind of give you any kind of background on uh, movies that my dad has shown me, if my dad ever puts a horror movie in the ranks of movies that he recommends to me. As a general rule of thumb, I watch it because I'm like, you know what? He does not like horror movies, Mm -hmm. and if he likes it... Except Scream, that's a pretty good show. If he likes it, he (laughs) loves Scream. He thinks, that's a pretty good show. (laughs) Scream is great. It It is is, I I love Scream. But he likes Scream, he likes Get Out, and he likes Bright Night. And so those are the three that I know. But uh, uh, Fright Night, he showed it to me probably two or three years, maybe, maybe four, before uh, you guys saw it, mm-hmm. before I showed it to you. And I'd never heard of it, uh, had never even had any kind of... Inkling of what it was mm-hmm. uh, when I saw the cover, I was like, "Are you for real?" He's like, "Oh yeah, it's a great, he's a great, it's a great show." <laughs> you know, because <laughs> every you'll every movie is me. a show to my you're dad. Right? Yeah, that's but, how it is um, there, wherever you're. It's fine, Podunk, nowhere. But it. anyway, he he said it was really worth it to watch it. Um, we watched it, and I loved it. I was like, "This is really great." Mm-hmm, yeah. Um, and the reason why I think it works so well is that it's not straight up horror, mm-hmm. it's not straight up comedy. The effects are legit. Mm-hmm. It's very 80s, but not bad 80s. Right. It's a, mm-hmm. a good 80s it movie because the the, I think that's very distinct is a yeah. lot of people are like, oh, it's made in the 80s. It's probably super cheesy. Not so much at no. all, really. It's, there's, uh, there is one part of the entire thing I would say maybe is kind of somewhat bad 80s. You guys probably know what it is. It's a character. Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah. So. And... He's, Even he's, still, he's, I would say he's grown on me a little... Because he, he, he
0: fits... When when something happens to him, he fits, he
1: fits the, the role. He does. It's just a very strange, odd performance. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. very odd. Yeah. Um, talking about Evil
0: Ed. Evil everyone. Ed. We're talking yeah. about Stephen <laughs>
1: Jeffries, of course, who played yeah. Evil Ed, and he is... Just a very odd he's very guy. Boisterous. Well, and <laughs> the way his his delivery is really strange. Yeah. He'll when is it uh like he kind of yeah. does this William Shatnery thing yeah. kinda yeah. where he is like trying to remember his lines. Yes. <laughs> and, even, and even he's when he...
2: like yelling the entire movie. He and does. and that's the part that gets me, I feel like, like I, I don't mind him, I think he's necessary, but right. yeah.
1: The yeah. delivery. Well and I think and I think it's that whole I mean to kinda of go off that, like when he does yell, that's what makes it so strange is there are sometimes when he just delivers a line straight up yeah. and he's just like Amy you know, like yeah. well see that's that's a normal reaction. Yeah. Or like mm-hmm. his like I don't know, he came to see you. I'm like, yeah. why can't you talk like that yeah. the whole movie? Right. <laughs> Far be it for right. me to take a fool's money or yeah, something like that. He's yeah. just, it's just a really odd performance. And I, I wonder how much of that was him, how much yeah. of that was told to him that he needed to be that way, or if it was just a creative That's choice. Just, <laughs> yeah. So,
2: But I think that like, in in doing so, then, spoiler alert, when he <laughs> like turns later in the movie, right. Right. Yeah. then I think... Because... Like, like, Jeff and I rewatching it tonight was like we were talking about how like frustrating he is sometimes. Yeah. But then when he like turns into a vampire later in the movie, I think that that alone is what makes him so much creepier. Yeah. yeah. Because his characterization is like that. It's like the first like maniacal, you know, like crazy Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. He's monster character, you know, that we see. I mean, you have that a lot in movies now where people just act crazy and like yeah. Are scary that way, but I mean that's like pioneering it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, or in in the eighties.
0: Yeah. Because he, he's already an odd looking guy. But once he's a vampire, like the colors drain from his face and then right. when he when he's normal even when he's normal, colors drain from his face and then he turns into his vampire form and he's got like this just this gruesome look to him. Yeah. And like it's just it's, his face looks very loud mm-hmm. whenever he's... Yeah. And then, mm-hmm. like, when Peter Vincent burns him with the cross, he's yeah. got the cross indentation on yeah. his forehead. Yeah. So, it's... Yeah, Evil Ed is... Like you said, Katie, he's necessary, but at the same time, like... You're like, God, shut up.
1: <laughs> yeah, there's yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it takes some getting used to. It. And I've seen enough times now to where like right. I'm like, you know, Actually, I just the, I just accept it. The last couple of times I was like that's like, like was,
2: a part of the movie. Yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> like
1: look, like I knew I know, I know the what way to he expect. Is. Yeah. it's
0: like, okay, this is just the character, it doesn't bother me as much yeah. anymore. Yeah. He's he's yeah. well, he's kind of like the actual Renfield field, as opposed to Billy Cole played by John Stark. Who is he's the living quote unquote living carpenter for Chris Sarandon's character, Jerry Dandrus, who mm-hmm. is the the Dracula analog yeah, and all this, right? Um, because mm-hmm. Evil Ed is unhinged like Renfield, he's very strange and yeah. quirky and everything. So, I'd say Evil Ed is more of that Renfield, um, yeah, yeah. to Chris Sarandon, Jerry Dandrus is Dracula, yeah, very
2: I think unpredictable, unhinged is like the perfect word, yeah, yes, yeah. to describe oh, yeah. him.
1: Well, I feel like they gave him, they were just like, okay, like you're going to be a vampire now. And they were just like, just be crazy. Yeah. And so they just, mm-hmm. he's like, okay, I'm going to let all this weird energy out. And he does. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's fine. Like, it, like it's, he doesn't give up. I don't want to say he gave a bad performance. No, for, no. Because, because he I feel like. Be, yeah. yeah
0: it was, it was good. Um, but. The what's been brought up a lot is the humor in this movie, and I think why it works so well. A one of the main points I wanted to bring up is that this movie is so rewatchable. Mm -hmm. Like it's it's not like something that just emotionally or mentally drains you, and you're like, oh, that was good, but I don't think I can watch that for a long time just because it takes so much out of me. Like, not this movie hooks you immediately. Right, you're just kind of thrust into it, the tension. Exactly. And it's so easy to watch because it's not overly violent, it's mm-hmm. not overly scary, it's not overly sexual. Mm-hmm. It's got humor, but it's not trying to be a joke a minute. It's mm-hmm. not like slapstick or anything. Yeah. It's got just a great balance of everything. Yeah. It's and very it, straightforward. You don't feel like yeah. like there are elements that make you feel like you're watching a horror movie, but you really just feel like you're watching just a movie with good characters and good mm-hmm. performances. Yeah. And and that that makes sense because um they had two weeks before they started shooting. Mm-hmm. They had everybody, everybody cast all the crew and everything. And Tom Holland has a theater background, so he just on a soundstage. First of all, he had everybody write one to two page biographies yeah. about their characters. Right. Yeah. Um, so to get their character, kind of to use as as subtext, you know, if they if they need some sort of inspiration, but also he had to use a soundstage to block all the shots. So they had two weeks to rehearse and to learn their blocking and to learn everything. So the movie, not only does the movie have good pace... I was going to say, that's why like, the pacing is so good. There's no wasted motion. Exactly, Um yeah. Because they rehearsed for so long and they, they got their characters down. The, the movie, most shots, if they had multiple takes, were only two or three takes. Yeah, I was going to yeah. say, every scene in the movie has a purpose towards the story. There's right. nothing in there to where you're like... I feel like that we could have done without that scene or like, why is that in there? Like yeah. there's no, you know, we mentioned it in the heavyweights episode. There's no wasted motion. Everything yeah. that should be there is there. Yeah. Cause again, like I said, first five minutes from the word go, yeah. you get, you know, I almost, I almost called him, I almost called him Billy. Charlie, yeah. you know, is looking out his window and he sees these two, you know, suspect characters who end yeah. up being Billy and Jerry. Yeah, it just Dandridge. starts right off. They're yeah. just, you don't know how they got there. There's no exposition on how they yeah. got there. They're just there. There's no legend. But, it, but that's no, okay. There's so like, 200 years ago. Like, the, right. you know, there was this vampire, and now he's in 1985. Right. You know, it just, yeah. It's
1: just boom. Right. Yeah. Well, I think that actually helps the movie quite a bit yeah. because it stays so focused, and it's like, yeah, it, we just, okay, we live in a reality where vampires exist, mm-hmm. and something that I really appreciated, I didn't, I, I, I didn't really know where we were when I was going to be able to put this in, but I really wanted to kind of make the point when watching it this time around, mm-hmm. uh, I noticed that. So nobody believes that Jerry's a vampire. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. So
0: whether, whether they think it's a crazy notion or whether he's got them under some sort
1: of right. spell. Right. Yeah. And so Charlie, Charlie's the only one that believes. Okay. In this in this reality, there's a lot of other movies where, um, basically like the vampire is like he doesn't have to try to convince anybody. Like, I don't. It's just interesting. Like William Ragsdale is his Charlie, his character Charlie. Sorry, his Charlie character. (laughs) (laughs) That doesn't work. Charlie, Uh, Charlie bit me. So he uh, he's basically thought to be crazy everybody's like oh he's nuts he doesn't you know and chris sarandon is just like well okay like if you know he's wanting to be helpful at one point in the movie to prove that he's not a vampire yeah Mm -hmm. and um you know he's he's acting like he's bending over backwards and um it's just really interesting because like in dracula there's a lot of people that just kind of believe that there's a vampire right mm-hmm. off the bat. Yeah. Like when they're that, like, oh, they like, Oh, he's a vampire. Like, well, there's Ren- Van Helsing. And then everybody just kind of like, Oh, okay. Yeah. When, and it's just a very far cry from mm-hmm. what, you know, vampire movies used to be. Yeah. Whereas now it's like, well, nope, nobody believes all that. Yeah, exactly. Right. So it really mm-hmm. helps to its credit that like, because every, you know, with modern sensibilities, people have put away these old fashioned ideas of vampires and the movie kind of speaks to that in a, l- yeah. in a little bit. I mean, even with Peter Vincent, like yeah. you said. And so, because everybody's doing that, even like in the movies themselves, it adds just another layer of meta-ness yeah. kind of to it that yeah. like nobody believes in vampires in these movies, even like not even like Peter Vincent who is yeah. in the movies I mean, and has yeah. basically become so and that's jaded, what I think
2: too. like, like this movie is one of the ones that like pioneers the way for like vampires being Mr. Mister- mysterious and like, yeah, mm-hmm. Like s- attractive Slick, and yeah, you mm-hmm. know, like alluring and all of those other things. Because when you think back to like Nosferatu, uh-huh. that's like the farthest thing <laughs> yeah, from yeah. that. He was just creepy. Yeah. You know what I mean? He was creepy and isolated, and it was cold, more yeah, cold. But very this cold, one, yeah. it's like you want to be a part of whatever he's doing. Like mm-hmm. everyone that's around him, like wants to be near him. And I think yeah. that like paved the way for how. Like modern day now, they make vampires in horror movies.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah, Nosferatu, like Count Orlock, has definitely has to double down on the uh, on the hip on the hip, hypnotization yeah. because the <laughs> the looks aren't there. That uh, dude's creepy. He, he, he can't use it to supplement his looks. It, it, He's it like, goes, All right, got to really focus <laughs> on this one. It, it also it goes back to what Tom Holland wanted to accomplish because after Nosferatu. Um, You know, they tried it back to the future, you know, yes, they they, <laughs> they, 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 they went with the more debonair with Bela Lugosi yeah. and then right. vampires from then were like, okay, there's this because vampires themselves in and of themselves represent some sort of um, vice, a, a vice, a repressed um sexual desire, a lust yeah. to the, desire. Yes, yeah. Katie, you said Katie said alluring I think that's yeah. a great word for it you know they' they represent this you know being tempted by the fruit of another you yeah. know you know bringing out you know this, this they're attracted to like innocence yeah so like of. bringing out this mm-hmm. this sexual mm-hmm. nature and people yeah. bringing out kind of this this attraction so mm-hmm. they for a little bit, vampires were but again when they started to become a joke like you in a, in a movie that's parodying vampires I, the vampire is going to be balding and like fat and stuff yeah. like that now along with wanting to bring back more of kind of the a serious approach to like vampires and how they are a real threat and how they do represent this 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 desire um that people don't want to accept because you see in a lot of these vampire movies this uh how you know the 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 young women who are under their spell are resisting yeah. resisting and then eventually eventually they give in like. Do Tom Holland brought back the attractive nature yeah. with Chris Sarandon, and then, yeah. um, and then the Lost Boys became like more of like young adult, yeah. cool, mm-hmm. slick vampires, and yeah. then now you can't really get a vampire movie without the vampire being attractive. Right. Maybe yeah. not Dracula, Dead and loving it yeah. with <laughs> Leslie Nielsen, <laughs> Leslie Nielsen, but Nielsen. pretty yeah. attractive. Okay, yeah, all right. Um, <laughs> you like that kind of thing. All right, um, <laughs> doesn't love Leslie, but Nielsen. yeah, I mean it going along with what katie said how it kind of set the set the tone for what vampire movies would become or at least you know dug it back up yeah you know gave it you know you know gave it pumped some new life yeah into it. right do you think um now would be a good time for a quick synopsis to segue into favorite characters yeah, so if i may provide matt, that matt provide yeah. a quick synopsis for anybody who isn't because again. The generally for katie for you and for anybody that is maybe listening for the first time um generally with these movie reviews we like to we don't have a wide enough reach to where people just come to listen to us talk so yeah we like to think that anybody who's listening now is familiar with the movie or, or mm-hmm. seen the movie at least once but we still want to kind of give a quick quick synopsis yeah. so what's nice is that there's not a ton of like backstory that you have to know right like uh it throws you right in like we mentioned it um charlie brewster is a high schooler and he lives he ends up living next door to you know the people the guy who moves in next door is um jerry dandridge who is under the guise of a construction worker or no of it like an antique dealer. yeah or. so no one sees him during the day because he's a vampire and charlie is this huge late night horror movie fan um and because of that, people just think, oh, he just watches too many movies. Right when he sees it, he's trying to tell people like he's a vampire, like, like the, the boy sort of who cried thing. wolf. Yeah, because yeah. there's all these exactly, and that that was kind of Tom Holland's thing. Is he wanted sort of a modern twist on the boy who cried a wolf. Mm-hmm. Um And there's been all these murders going on, like, in, like, close to their town and stuff. And he's like, there's a correlation because this right. vampire who lives next door is doing it. Well, he
1: saw a couple of the girls yeah. that went missing go yeah. into his house. Yeah. Like, beforehand. <laughs> yeah. And then yep. he
0: he would, would be snooping, looking, you know, next door. um, and he'd, and, he'd <laughs> yeah. see, and he'd see <laughs> he's Jerry Dandridge, Snoopy. like, <laughs> exactly being seductive and so basically he's just spending a lot of this movie helplessly trying to convince people right. like yeah hey you know like, there's a vampire who's killing all these people and he's gonna kill me because, <laughs> yeah. because he saw, me snooping. <laughs> he and saw my, me. my oblivious mom invited him in so yeah. <laughs> um but he's got the he's got his girlfriend uh amy mm-hmm. and who's sort of this picture of innocence and like girl the next door girl next door the movie opens like charlie's kind of frustrated. He can't score. And then finally she's like, okay, I'm ready. Like, let's make love. And he's distracted by this the new, new neighbor. neighbor. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, and he gets distracted a couple, a couple more times. And basically his last resort is the horror host that he watch, watches yeah. every night. Peter Vincent, who's sort of in the same vein. It's like Vincent price or like Peter he, Cushing. Which yeah, we get the name yeah, Peter yeah. Vincent from Peter Cushing mm-hmm. and Vincent price. Yeah. Um, so basically he, all his last resort is this actor yeah. who, when he approaches him on the studio lot, He's packing his thing because he's like, your old generation just wants to see Slashers hacking away at teenagers instead of vampires, which is the meta part of all of it. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of a, a metaphor for the 80s at that time. Mm-hmm. And basically in, in this process of trying to convince him, he thinks he's crazy. He's like, well, let's go visit Jerry. And he's not convinced. Or he... he uh, he he's not convinced with uh, Charlie, and then Amy and Ed have to go and try and convince him. Because Charlie's getting ready to go killed. Yeah, exactly. Right. And, right.
1: and <laughs> or as the others s- s- seem to think, he's going to go murder Jerry. Yeah, exact- <laughs> murder Charlie. Yeah.
0: Uh, but basically, Evil Ed and Amy go to try and convince um, Peter, Benson Peter Vincent, and yeah. he he. Amy gives him a $500 savings bond. Oh, and that's right. I'll take yeah, it. I forgot about I'll that. Yeah. i uh, <laughs> And they go, and, and he's trying to humor Charlie. and He's over there. It's like, see, Charlie, nothing to be worried about. And then he opens up his mirror, and there's no there's reflection. There's no reflection. Yeah. Yeah. So now it's Charlie and Peter Vincent who are convinced. Um, and then eventually people get convinced. Evil Ed gets turned because... And we'll talk about why Jerry Dandridge is also a sympathetic character. Um, and then it... it he gets turned and then he turns Amy and there's a final showdown and Charlie's trying to beat um Jerry but also trying to turn Amy back into mm-hmm. a normal person and uh both uh Charlie and Peter Vincent uh face their fears and become brave to try and take yeah, down Peter. because P- Peter Vincent uh yeah Jerry Dandridge yeah. uh you said Peter Dandridge oh uh, sorry Peter, Jerry Dandridge. Peter Vincent yeah. also when he <laughs> finds out Jerry Dandridge, because Peter Vincent Adderley. is because yeah. uh, Peter Vincent is kind of a like a cowardly character yeah. anyway when up against adversity. Um, but when he definitely when he finds out that Jerry's yeah. an actual vampire, that's when like he really is like you know I'm you know like I like I'm pretty much saying I'm scared. You know, yeah. he postures so much when he thinks it's all an act, but then like he sees that it's not, yeah. and then his true colors being frightened come out but right. those simple 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 cliff notes just real right. basic mm-hmm. that's like high spots but go watch it because there's so much right good stuff in there there's yeah.
1: actually a lot of really good um sorry not uh, we, no we, was, we can get into this in a, in a, in a few minutes yeah. once we kind of break down the actors but there's a few things like in the, within the movie where it actually makes you feel really sad kind of in a, yeah. Few, yeah. In a few spots like it's like i said this movie has everything Mm -hmm. yeah and like it's one of the only horror movies i've ever seen overly dramatic no but like it makes you actually like in the case of peter vincent and evil ed both you actually there's a very poignant moment which we'll get to in a bit Mm -hmm. where it's like you're kind of almost heartbroken yeah like just very very i feel reality is setting in when when charlie
0: is first on the studio lot like peter vincent's packing up his things because he got Fired because nobody right. wants to watch this yeah. horror host show. Um, and he's like, You know, I believe you, I believe you know, which leads to one of my favorite exchanges. And some of the, the non verbals, like visual stuff that Peter Vincent does, is really funny. Um, but uh, he like Peter Vincent, he's really trying to convince him. And Peter Vincent's like, He thinks the kid's a lunatic, and then like he's drives off, and Charlie is like. Almost like his lips quivering and yeah. he looks like he's whimpering because he's like, "I'm gonna nobody believes me and I'm gonna die." Yeah. Um. So his last ditch effort just drove off. Yeah. yeah. Um, I so lied. Yeah. So like you, you feel really <laughs> bad for him. Yeah. And then when Peter like gets actually like scared because yeah. he sees that Jerry's a vampire, he drives off and he's like, "Wait, Peter, shit!" And then yeah. like he's yeah. like, he's he just feels helpless. It is that. It's that helplessness that like kind of makes you feel anxious like yeah. you're you're sort of in uh charlie's shoes yeah. in this yeah. movie and you're like oh my mm-hmm. gosh like yeah. what how would i feel if no one yeah. believed me it's like well this is it
1: yeah can i can i ask a good question like I, I thought this was a good mm-hmm. question yeah initially what charlie watches all of these vampire specials he watches fright night mm-hmm. that peter vincent hosts yeah. he doesn't know anything about vampires yeah. what an idiot he goes to <laughs> evil you ed. watch these things yeah. all the time you don't know you have to go ask evil ed yeah yeah. What, what to do? Yeah. <laughs> like, what, what do you mean? Man, to give Evil Ed more, yeah. I, of a, I just more thought, of a role like this. I know, I know, I'm pulling at the thread. I just thought
2: base it, your action on fact. <laughs> yeah, exactly. that's right well
0: it's funny because in one of peter vincent's vampire movies he like dramatically raises the hammer and yeah. stake up and
1: the stake is backwards yeah <laughs> which those by the those horror movie moments are so funny yeah yeah, oh, yeah. they're well, so well it's done. it's funny
0: because um i'm paraphrasing here but uh, um i think it was fangoria back when the movie came out in, in 1985 roddy mcdowell who's peter vincent um had an interview Tori's so tory's like again i'm paraphrasing but he was saying um You know, the the people he's based off of, you know, like the Peter, you know, Vincent Price and Peter Cushing and then like Christopher Lee and all these big, big shots in horror, Bela Lugosi and Boris Karloff. These are actually good actors who have versatility. Peter Vincent was like cast almost on accident in a movie (laughs) where he got paid next to nothing and they were able... You know he plays one character throughout eight or ten roles he's like <laughs> mm-hmm. he's like in the, the poor son of a bitch is just horrible at it and he's <laughs> so, so self-involved because yeah even when he's talking he's like i've had many battles and i've always won <laughs> um, yeah um, like but, he almost doesn't believe it himself yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but he he is he's totally playing this character yeah um that's not but, even his real name, as he says. No, in it's the movie. Not even, that's my, even, real not even name. my real name. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's just funny that when he when he stops buying his own BS is yeah. like when you start to see him kind of crumble and mm-hmm. crack. Yeah. Right. Uh, but that's what mm-hmm. it helps with the payoff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, like it makes it that much more. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Speaking yeah. of Peter Vincent and guys like him, Katie, who favorite performances, favorite characters, like what especially you're fresh off watching it again, who really stuck out to you this time around?
2: Oh, I love Jerry Dandridge. I
0: know. (laughs) He's such (laughs) a dreamboat. He's
1: awesome. I love that man. Chris Sarandon is so good.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Jeff was like, we were watching it. and I was like, he's so attractive in this movie. Yeah. And he was like, he was like, stop falling in love with him. <laughs> I can't. I can't. I, can't. <laughs> I can't. Yeah, I'm under his But spell. all that aside, I really do think that, like, his performance overall is really well, like, great in this movie. Yeah, and oh, yeah. I think that I like it so much because, like I said, like I feel like it's like pioneering all this, the way for like vampire movies now that we watch. Yeah. But I also really like um, what's the female actor? Actress,
0: oh, uh, 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 yeah, uh, Amanda Burse or Amanda beers beers yeah, whatever. Yes,
2: I she like plays
1: Amy because
2: at first, I think the first time around I watched it, she kind of irked me a little bit too. But I think, um, as I've watched it a few times since then, I like the differentiation between her character, yeah, as she's like the innocent, like this person in the beginning, and then as she's changing and like mm-hmm. you know like what they say on TikTok, like, I slowly started to be seduced by him. Yeah. Like, <laughs> that type of situation where I think she just, like, you can tell she has this idea in her head of, like, where she wants the characterization to go. Yeah. And I appreciate that the more that I watch it.
0: Yeah. yeah. I like how when she starts to get seduced more and more by him because there's a scene where, like, Matt had mentioned. He's really, but, really neat. <laughs> yeah, they all they all go into, like, "Quote unquote," test Jerry like as a vampire, and this is the first time Ed and Amy are meeting him, and he is—he's obviously like Katie said—he is very attractive. He's a and very he, handsome yeah. man, but like, yeah. but he also is very charming yeah. and oh like very. Like, Don't get me started yes. yeah. when we start when I when I talk right. about my favorite character. But uh, I, I have but so much good things to say. I, I really like how they did Amy's kind of turn because yeah. that's like Jerry going full full like vampire mode of just how
2: and what i think is important about that Uh scene is that like it's everyone in the room like that's the first time in the movie i'm pretty positive where it's like dead silent like nobody's talking nothing's in the background like yep it's just a silent moment and -hmm. it's everyone and that's what i think is important about like the character of a vampire to begin with is it's not like a male male female like attraction situation yeah. mm-hmm. it's like they charm every single person in the yeah. room right it's like they, almost like, like, like choose to do so
0: right yeah
1: it's like a, a pheromone kind of thing yeah. Almost. Yeah. like it's just the, he's he's yeah. just
0: he's he's walking in and out of the yeah. crowd back and forth and he's just has this this just stare at her that is yeah. just it's 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 welcoming and it's and it's tempting and it's just it's something to where like He's like, he's now, he's really turned it on and it's yeah. not just charming anymore. He has like sexual appetites that yeah. he knows she has and I'm that like, he oh, has. It's making me uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> um. But like he, but he has like these, like he has this look on her that you're just like, yeah, yeah. Shit. That's magnetic. Yeah. Sorry, Charlie. Sorry, Charlie. You stand no chance. Yeah. Okay. So I'm just going to, here's the thing. <laughs> I love Chris Sarandon in this movie. Yeah. So. Like mm. he makes it. He is far and away the best character. Yeah, best man. performance in this whole movie. The fe- it's like even when he's being bad, like when he's threatening Charlie's life, he's not raising his voice. I mean, there are scenes in which he kind of goes full vampire. And he's
1: like, bah! you know, but <laughs> but like <laughs> which when he is, it's pretty like not off putting, but like just yeah. like just like that's a yeah. pretty great vampire. He's, it's a it's a yeah. great horrifying vampire. He's gone, he's it's gone great.
0: from like hypnotizing you and being charming to now I'm full on ugly and dangerous. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But And but, that's the but,
2: thing, is like it's it's his cooth. Yeah. It's yeah. that he never wavers. Like yep. he, that's he, what I'm
0: getting at. Is like is like he Yeah. Like when when he, he's like, Hello, Charlie, he's like, I'm gonna give you something I never had. choice you know and 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 then when they're in the club charlie's like you bastard like when he's he tries to punch him he catches him and he's like yeah without even looking yeah he's like don't kill him he's like i don't want to kill you charlie yeah that line he's like he's Mm -hmm. like bring your bring your friend peter Vincent to my house it's like peter Vincent to my house i'm like he's so it's like he's so charismatic and suave and debonair like everything is just real hey how's it going you know Mm, yeah it's like what you didn't think your mom would you didn't think I'd be...
2: But that's what makes him scary, too, is yeah, because exactly. he doesn't falter. So, like, like the, that's what Jeff and I were talking about, Uh, the fist-grabbing scene. Yeah. yeah. Where, like, he doesn't even look over because even this time around, too, Jeff was like, ooh. Like, yeah. <laughs> when he grabs yeah. his fist, just because it's, like, that's what makes him creepy is because he doesn't... Like, there's no emotion. He's not scared. He's not intimidated. He's not, like, worried about what's going to happen because he has Mm -hmm. the whole situation under control at all times. Which makes him
1: so... Like, it feels so... You feel helpless as the viewer. You're like, there's... Nobody's going to be like, who wants to stand up to this guy? He's very disarming. He's the audience. Exactly. (laughs)
0: He's he's very disarming in so many ways. You can bite my neck. (laughs) No problem. (laughs) (laughs) I have
2: time here. (laughs) (laughs) Go go ahead.
0: I washed it for you. But there's another dimension to him, too, because, and Tom Holland did this for a reason. Like, Mm. when they're in his. When Charlie brought the police to Jerry's in you know that afternoon, and obviously Jerry's in his coffin, right? But Billy is there, you know. Charlie's snooping around and he reveals this portrait, this old timey portrait of a woman that looks like Amy. And he's like, "Amy," so you know that there's this love that Jerry Dandridge had back. You know, whenever he was a normal human, right? And and so you're like, oh, he's loved and lost in the yeah. past. Mm-hmm. When when he talks to Charlie, he's like, I'm gonna give you a choice. He doesn't. He's like, I'm not gonna kill you. Like he's straight. He doesn't kill people immediately. Yeah. He's like, I'm I'm gonna reason with you. i mm-hmm. I'm I'm going to help you out. Just forget yeah. all this happened. To where I'm like. Done. I would forget all of it, but uh, maybe <laughs> hey, we could be friends. And you fa- kill all the hookers you want. <laughs> yeah, but the fact that he said, "I'm gonna give you something I never had," and it was a choice. You're like, "Well, yeah. wait, whoa!" Like, a okay, he's kind of tortured, and he you know he doesn't want to do this, and mm-hmm. that's that's kind of like the call of the vampire is uh yeah. is like this tortured soul who yeah, yeah they're feeding on real people. It's like well, it's a necessity. Mm-hmm. It's not yeah. necessarily because they want to do it because they're evil. It's like well, I kind of need it to to Quote unquote, live <laughs> yeah. but it, you're like i kind of i kind of i kind of feel bad for this guy because yeah. like he's living this life he doesn't really want to he's like yeah he's like i'm extending you a choice because i never had one i think um so chris sarandon one of the reasons he took the movie was a the script yeah it was yeah. it was he's tom holland's script was mapped out like everything was mapped out and when he when he met with tom holland He's first of all, Chris Sarandon said it's one of the only scripts he's ever read all the way through in one sitting, and yeah. just thought it was brilliant. Yeah. So when he met, he said, "I have to meet with this guy." And said when he met with him and the producer, Herb Jaffe, or I think was yeah. one of the producers, um, Tom Holland had the whole movie mapped out, and he went scene by scene as it was in the script, and said, yeah. "Here's how it's blocked. Here's what we're going to do." So he said that was a attra- Chris Sarandon said that was attractive to him. Chris um, Sarandon also has a theater background, too. Right, yeah. So they're yes. so, connected on that. Yes. So Chris Sarandon, he was like... He had some suggestions to kind of um, provide more depth for Dandridge. Um, so the fact that he was such a ruthless killer wasn't sitting completely right with Chris Sarandon, the, the exact way Tom Holland wrote it. So he suggested the aspect of Amy looking like a former love of his. Um, so Chris Sarandon, although still playing a villain wanted to still provide some empathy um, Mm -hmm. from the audience for the character. So um, Chris Sarandon has a really cool quote on kind of his thought process and what he wanted to do. Um, So he said, I wanted to give the audience something to hold on to in terms of understanding that this was once someone who was at a time and still in certain aspects a thinking, feeling human being. Mm -hmm. So this is a man who has been hunted for all his post-human existence, but who has fallen in love a number of times and who in a sense longs for a normal existence brilliant so like that's really good so it's great to hear that Chris Sarandon was very introspective on how he wanted yeah. to make the character and that he took the character seriously mm-hmm. um, not only because it was a project he liked but he saw what the potential of the character can be so to your point of bringing empathy and wanting to bring in depth and he has so many of these levels to him I think that's something that also makes the character so believable, but that Chris Sarandon is actually like Jerry Dandridge. So he's someone who is hypnotizing and alluring and charming. Mm. And and I, what I like about Jerry is like when he knows something is like people are being foolish, or when he knows something is a joke to him, he's very like "Welcome to Fright, Fright Night. Night." He's yeah. making fun of Peter <laughs> Vincent, yeah. or like he's like <laughs> "I've seen all of your movies," or like "I found them." <laughs> amusing Amusing. like i love when he's when he's with your turtleneck ass when he's putting on an act on being like he's actually charming but when he's putting on an act to like he has this curtain over him this theoretical Mm -hmm. curtain he's i like how theatrical he is he's like he's like when he goes up to amy for the first time he's like charmed and he's like that's what vampires are supposed to say, right? Yeah, and he's exactly. like playing into it. He's yeah. trying to get them to think that Charlie is crazy. Yeah, and I just, I just love. He's like, you have to have faith for that to work on me. Like, it's just, I, I just want a movie with Jerry Dandridge and Peter Vincent because both of them are like, <laughs> yeah. to me, are
1: like the best characters. Well, yeah. and some there's one I think my favorite scene in the whole movie, uh, and what really kind of sets the tone it's when
0: Charlie's mom tries to give him Valium. No, but that's actually, I was <laughs> yes, gonna say, that's it's really where, funny. It's where yeah.
1: Charlie's mom invites Jerry in. Yeah. And he just gets back from Evil Ed's house and he's like, You cannot mm-hmm. let them into your house. And immediately, no you, problem. And as soon <laughs> as you come in, he's like, Charlie, come in here. There's someone I'd like to meet. And that synth score, doom, doom. Yes. Yeah. He's like, and it he's just stands like, up mom? on his leg up to his hand. He's just so optimistic. And he's like, Hey, Charlie. <laughs> and just like Hello, looks Charlie. over at him. And that entire mm-hmm. exchange where he's just like kind of got that half smile and you're like yeah. Gosh, he's so likable. Yeah. It's like oh, But also oh. he, he, And he says, you know, I'll be seeing you a lot. Anytime I want, in fact. And then he looks over at his mom with your mother's with permission. Your mother's and, permission and, and, and there's that weird underlying sexual tension where yeah, his right. mom, where she's like, Oh, Jerry. Yeah. Of course. Of course. It is, and yeah. it's like, yeah. Calm down, mom. Like, like, he's not he's calm not down she's a He ain't
2: interested in you. Yeah.
1: Yes. yeah. He's he's giving Charlie a look like
0: I know, Charlie. Remember, I saw you. Yeah. yeah. Like, now the ball is, so like good. the ball, is in my court right now. When he's got a sixth sense about things too. Like at the end when, uh, you know, when they're trapped in the room with, you know, uh, Amy who has just become a vampire and she's about to become like fully formed. He's like, she just opened her eyes. Mm-hmm. You know, he's like trying to move things with Billy. He's like, ah, oh, she just opened her eyes. Like he I can think, sense. I think, I think that's because yeah. Charlie was screaming yeah, so but also he could probably sense his own creation. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, because he, he's the master of, like, Ed yeah. and, and of of um, vampire vampires. Plus, the way, the way he appeals to evil Ed, too. You yeah. see yeah. a human side to him because, yeah. Uh, yeah, he wants to turn him into a vampire, but at the same time, he's, like, people always bullying you and picking yeah. on you. I know yeah, what it's like to be different. I know what it's like to be different. And he, like, is extending a hand to him. Like, I mean, it's, like, totally cultish, but, like yeah. – right. But you can tell, you can see sort of the empathetic side to him, and also with Evil Ed, you get to see sort of a more sensitive side. Like Ed is probably gets picked on a lot. Yeah. yeah. And Jerry and Amy are his only friend, or uh, uh, Charlie, Charlie and Amy are his only friend. But even even mm-hmm. Charlie, like yeah, yeah him. He's, he's, he's mean. Like, to Stop calling call, me evil. Paul call, yeah. calls him like uh, what do you call? him? He calls him something Dick like. Oh, yeah. pencil dick. Yeah, he calls him pencil dick. Yeah. Or he called call him something else. Something yeah, he's dick. calling. He calls him names throughout the whole yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. Needle dick. But like, yeah. But maybe that's it. All no, that to that's say, Jerry Dandridge no. <laughs> is the is the best character in this movie. For me, he's followed by Peter Vincent because mm-hmm. he's he's kind of full of himself and he's egotistical and he's absurd. Uh, but he's a hack, <laughs> which, yeah. is,
1: which is what's so funny. B- before we before we move to Peter Vincent, yeah. because yeah, I, yeah. I I yes. I think we need we need to but I want to bring up Billy Cole actually the reason being is I was thinking about this movie a lot and I was like it's really strange but the character that I think of outside of Chris Randon immediately Mm -hmm. is Billy Cole Yeah, always I always immediately go to that and the reason being hey kid yeah, <laughs> it's like, is he's what are you he's doing? a little <laughs> unhinged, but he's in control. Yeah, right. and Jonathan Stark gives a really good understated performance mm-hmm. of just mm-hmm. like being super menacing. Mm-hmm. He's just like this golem yeah. that you know Chris Sarandon inhibits. I guess I guess yeah. it's like another yeah. an extension of his consciousness or something well, the, like that. But the he's, scene with the police officer at Jerry so
0: Dandridge's. That was the scene that John Starks, or uh, yeah, Jonathan Stark, John Starks, the basketball player, you know, yeah. that <laughs> my Jonathan, favorite, that actor. Jonathan Stark auditioned on, yeah, and he got the role because the scene that was supposed to be serious, he played very humorously, mm-hmm. yeah, and so that's I think that's ultimately what we saw in the
1: movie. Because he's down said, there, yeah, Charlie, was yeah, down, down there? It's like because <laughs> he what's said if there?
0: I play, if I play like menacingly, I. That's I'd blow my cover. Like yeah, of course because yeah. cause Charlie's looking for somebody who is like evil. If yeah. I play it like an evil guy, I'd blow my cover. So he's like, it's play it humorously. Also, Jonathan Stark was part of the groundlings. Yeah. So like it he there's this humorous aspect He's a mole person.
1: No.
0: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, but i you you say his oblivious mom, yeah, she's she's spacey and kind of ditzy, but his mom is actually provides for me some of like the more subtle like yeah. funny parts, and that's mm-hmm. kind of, that's why I think it's it's so eighties because like first of all I think a funny something funny to me is after when Peter first kind of is aware of Charlie after like he sees him looking at like Charlie he sees Charlie looking in at him with his latest victim about to bite her neck then he slowly goes over and cl- puts the shade down and yeah. Charlie knows he's like effed after that. Yeah. Um, when Charlie goes to kind of spy on them, he goes outside and goes in the backyard oh, yeah. bushes and like his mom calls him in and she's like, Charlie. So like totally blows his cover. It's like Jerry yeah. and Jerry and Billy are outside and they yeah. kind of look towards They're trying the to house. dispose of the yeah. body. Yeah. yeah. And like, um, but like when, she runs in. Uh, he runs in. She's like, what What are you doing? And, like, they run in. The next shot is of her poking at these marshmallows and the cocoa. And she says something that's, like, a total non-sequitur. She's like, that microwave never melts these marshmallows. It puts it down in front of him. Here, drink that. Like, <laughs> yeah. it's just something so, like, quick. His mom's kind of quick and yeah. witty. And then, Matt, you mentioned, like, after Jerry first threatens Charlie mm-hmm. and then, like, leaves, um, Jerry had originally kind of, broken the mom's door or jammed the door so she she wouldn't get out. And then she finally gets out and she's like, uh, she's like, what's going on out here? And he's like, I must have had a nightmare. And she's like, you know, I had one last night, you know, and I was, (laughs) I was was stark (laughs) naked. She's like, He's like, I'll be fine. She says, like, do you need a volume? Like, <laughs> yes. so it's yeah. just something like so like, well, something that throws you off too is at the beginning uh, when uh, Charlie gets distracted and Amy runs downstairs and she's angry and she's like, why would you make love to me? Yeah. And, and the and yeah. the mom's off screen. Yes. She's, like, she's yeah. like, Amy, it's like, what's wrong? Are you having a lover's quarrel? Like yeah. she said that for everyone to hear. And the mom's like, what's going on? So yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: The mom is so typical. That
2: this time around, I was like, "Girl, you heard what they (laughs) say."
0: She's
1: she's very typical of any '80s adult. Yeah, it's funny. Like all the like any '80s movie with the the main characters' parents are adults. Yeah, uh, and then like the weird side adult characters are they're fun, but they're not as dumb. Yeah. Like the Peter Vincent and yeah. like, and, and yeah, you know, I don't know. It's just any 80s yeah. movies. They're mm-hmm. all idiots. Typically yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, the kids are always the smart ones. Yep. And that's kind of how this is, but it still works. Yeah. It works yeah. really and well.
0: We all have established our love for Jerry Dandrich. You almost, you don't want to dislike. He's, he's the villain and name like in spot alone and name yeah. alone yeah. because anybody who watches this, like you're going to like it's his movie, you're probably going to, he steals the show. But for yeah. me, someone else who steals the show, especially like, I don't know. It, his, his character development is really good too, mm-hmm. because of um, the resolution to kind of his story. Yeah. But Peter Vincent, yeah. Roddy McDowell's Peter Vincent. Um, Like Matt mentioned earlier for it, the, the movie opens up with this tracking shot going through kind of the front of what would be it's Jerry's the house. Yeah. Like the neighborhood. Yeah. And then, and goes then it goes house. up, th- up through Charlie's up the side of Charlie's house into the window, Charlie's room. And it open. the movie doesn't open up with any of the score except for there, are these occasional, it's a very looming score. It's very doom sounding, but then there's these menacing. Well it's got the
1: dialogue, right?
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. And through the score itself, whenever you see Jerry or something involving Jerry, there's always these like menacing chord hits on the synth that are like it's very eighties, but it's very pronounced, mm-hmm. which I really like. Um like you get the the logo, like fright night the title and then bow like when the fangs come down. Right. But through the opening of the movie, you just hear dialogue of a movie inside of a movie because we, it's revealed that Charlie is watching the late-night horror block of television, you know, Fright Night, hosted by Peter Vincent. Um, and it's funny because Peter Vincent only shows movies that he's been in, yeah. uh, like <laughs> vampire movies. Um, but it the movie on the television, it's this female vampire talking to her male victim. But it's funny because you see these characters, but then randomly you get an insert of Peter Vincent. It's like just he's like Peter walking Vin- down Peter hall. Vincent in the movie is like walking down the hall. Then he looks and he sees what's going on. It's funny. Cause you're like, has he just been standing there the whole time? <laughs> yeah. But w- in the movie, within the movie, that's where Matt's talking about. He's like back creature of the night. And like, <laughs> he's about to like kill the vampire in the, m- in the movie that Charlie's watching and the stakes upside down or is backwards. Yeah. It's, um,
1: there's all sorts of little <laughs> terrible, it's, funny it's things. Like, like the, the actress is like, <laughs> yeah like that, <laughs> but that, that's the
0: first you see peter vincent and you see he's kind of a hammy performer yeah. for fright night but when charlie first meets him on the back lot he has like all these hints at like how he's kind of a loser yeah and stuff like that but one of my favorite moments i love peter vincent he definitely next to jerry dandridge peter vincent's my favorite character but i love how like charlie's like you said the night before Uh, if like most people don't believe in vampires now, he's like yes, and he's like, well, I believe in vampires. There's one like living next to me, and he's like, you know, he's he's like he's just giving him these really like concerning looks and like these really like sidelong looks. Yeah, (laughs) and uh, it's funny because like he's at his car. And uh, he does these funny like hand motions, like wave Charlie out of the way, <laughs> stuff like that. But he's putting this trunk in his car, and he's talking about how like crazy Charlie sounds. He's like, "But I thought you believed in vampires." He's like, "I lie." <laughs> he's closing the trunk, and then like Charlie. It's, then there's these little, these these little things where like Charlie's like trying to get his attention. He's like, "Wait a minute!" And, like holds on to his arm and he, like looks down at his like, arm. And, like, arm like, Char- don't touch Charlie me. like slowly takes his hand off and, he's, <laughs> yeah. and like brushes his arm up or like charlie has his hand on like um has his hand on the driver's side door handle and peter vincent is like pointing at it and then like shooing it (laughs) away like all these non-verbals that are really funny and then when like when evil ed and amy come to see him um he makes it seem like he's still this big shot and he like holly hollywood beckons and blah 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 but it's funny because he's like um he has this exchange with them. Tori's like, Do you remember uh, a guy named um Charlie Brewster? And he's like, No. He's like, he came to see you on the back. He's like, Yes, that boy is is uh, You know is, he's, he's insane? You know that boy, <laughs> you know he's insane. And he's like, Oh dear, you're friends of his. And he's like, He's yeah, she's got the hots for him yeah. and like, Amy and like when he yeah. like hits her or yeah. when she hits him. <clears throat> um but it's funny cause the exchange between Amy before he takes a job, he's like, Hollywood Beckins, I've been offered a big role in a Hollywood film. It's like, we'll give you money. How much? He's like, well, I have a $500 savings bond. I'll take it. <laughs> like, he pretty much has to put on his Peter Vincent act. And it's just, he's such a great character. And I'll talk more about him, but like what you guys want to say about him.
1: Well, I kind of alluded that, well, we all kind of did a little bit yeah. alluded to this earlier, but like, I think his performance probably more than anything Kind of, I mean, even though you're supposed to be kind of Charlie, but the audience isn't really Charlie. I feel like the audience is more like Peter Vincent. Yeah. Honestly, I feel like I'm more...
0: They're like, I'm equipped for this. Right. Like, like
1: Charlie feels like... I'm like, I, I don't think I would do what Charlie did. I think I'd probably do what Peter Vincent did. No, there's yeah. a
0: lot of stuff I'm like, dang, Charlie... Like, when he tries to punch Jerry in the club, or like, a lot of a, stuff he m- does... got moxie, dude. At, at the end, it's like... <laughs> You know, he's, these guys don't look heroic, but Charlie is brave. Yeah. Cause I think it also mm-hmm. helps. Cause like I, I would mentioned earlier how disarming Jerry Dandridge uh-huh. is. So you as the audience, even though like you saw and like you believe Charlie, you're also like, ah, maybe Jerry's not so bad. Yeah. <laughs> Come yeah. on, so Charlie. Yeah. yeah, it's so true.
2: Not to mention, they're all in high school.
3: Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah, are. that
0: is the thing, Amanda Bierce, because I watched kind of a kind of a reunion sort of thing. Like all of them did like a Zoom call, and she's like, "Yeah, when I auditioned, I was 26, and I was sitting amongst a bunch of 16 and 17 year olds, and I guess they, I guess." They needed my maturity to convey sort of this the innocence of uh yeah. uh of Amy. And I'm like, yeah, and also some of the things that um Jerry does, yeah, you know, like yeah. With Amy yeah. Like, like in the <laughs> clubs, like if there was an actual sixteen year old, he'd yeah, they'd get arrested. Yeah.
1: Well, and I think that, that it actually took a long time for them to cast her role. Yeah. I mean, She's like
0: one of the last people to audition. Yeah. 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 But, but yeah. back to Peter Peter, Peter Vincent, Vincent yeah. he he really turns when he kills Evil Ed. Like when he goes back to Charlie's house and Evil Ed is there. Evil Ed turns into a werewolf. Mm -hmm. Or he he just turns into a wolf. Into a wolf, yeah. yeah. And uh, he basically, he tries to pounce on Peter Vincent and Peter Vincent uh, with a stake, you know, stabs uh, uh, Evil Evil Ed Ed. as he's he's going airborne.
1: And accidentally, really. Yeah, exactly. He like stumbles over a table and he just happens to have it there. Purely an accident. And
0: Evil Ed is transforming... yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. And that was confusing
2: to me at first too cuz I was like a wolf, but I think Jeff weren't you saying in like original vampire lore uh, original, in, some... in some vampire lore like they get to choose. Yes. Which huh, animal yeah. Yeah, they they like turn into. So I was like, "Huh." Interesting.
1: Yeah, I I actually didn't know that before I watched this movie too, but there's actually a lot of there's some mythos things that yeah. I wrote and I was like, "Oh, yeah, uh bats, wolves, yeah. And mm-hmm. several other things, actually, yeah. that they can choose in.
0: Exactly. Um. And but when Ed, Ed is changing back from a wolf into like just Ed, and yeah. you can tell, like, like he reaches out for Peter because, and he's, it's really horrifying. He's like, oh really. man, yeah. I, he's like, I'm dying. Like, like you special I'm, effects are like are really terrible. And that's the thing is, um, they didn't. Pete Tom Holland, I almost said Peter Holland. Tom Holland didn't. <laughs> he didn't want to use too much visual effects because he thought it would be at the expense of, like, warmth and humor right. and, like, good acting and stuff. But when he, they did use it, it kind of looks dated, but it's also practical effects, yeah. which mm-hmm. I would take over CGI any day yeah. because it requires ingenuity and creativity. We're not saying CGI doesn't, but, you know, it's not a crutch, I should right. say. Um. But, uh, yeah, Peter Vincent just has this, like, horrified like helpless look on his face like like dear this is a child like yeah, and yeah. they're dying right in front of me yeah well mm-hmm. and i think it it it's it and sticks
2: that's what p- i was saying at the, i mean well i guess the ending is up for debate but i was like the scariness of it is like their friend actually dies
3: yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. you and know I think,
2: like that's pretty dark actually I, I
1: i think that's the whole thing of like that whole scene is because Ed is changing right there and it's he's not even fully changed yet. He's got like this horrifying wolf head. He's got a stake in him and he's like reaching out for Peter Vincent. And Peter Vincent almost takes his hand. Yeah. Is like reaching to him and is like Mm -hmm. but is like looking at this is the kid that came and asked him for help hours ago. Yeah. And he's just realizing, Oh my gosh, like I This is I killed this kid but I didn't mean to, but it's like it's just really heart wrenching, like the emotion that goes on Roddy McDowell's face. Yeah, that's just really, really he, heartbreaking. Because
0: Evil Ed, even though he's annoying at this at the at his root, he, he deserved to he, die. He's a tortured character. Like he's yeah. someone who's ha- who probably has a rough home life. Yeah, you know, he gets bullied, and mm-hmm. you know he kind of overcompensates with his like, oh, you, know, you know, like big personality, big personality. But mm-hmm. yeah, he didn't deserve to die. Yeah, and yeah. and it it. It's kind of the, it's the crux of, <laughs> right. it's yeah. the crux of um, Peter Vincent's change because before that, when Charlie was back for the final time before the third act mm. to, to try and really this time can, cause you're like, you're the only one who believes me you're the only one who knows, and you still have some knowledge on how to like take care of this problem. Yeah. Like this is where we start to really see Peter Vincent verbalize how much of a Claude he is right like how much of like a fake he is it's where it's where he says Peter Vincent isn't really my real name it's like <laughs> they paid me to be there I almost I, that wasn't <laughs> they paid me to be there uh, <laughs> that's not that it's like it's like they paid me to be there and like yeah. so it's he's he has this really defeatist attitude yeah. but Charlie still wants him to help and then like he like Charlie like leaves now Charlie leaves peter's apartment mm-hmm. feeling defeated and you see like charlie almost like have his head in, not charlie peter have his like a head his head in his hands and then the first step towards peter vincent becoming more emboldened is him showing up peter vincent vampire killer yeah or <laughs> yep. ready to battle with the undead it's like yep. peter this isn't a joke he's like i'm not joking and like and so peter shows up yeah. so that's the first thing and then when he then he runs away after like jerry shows up and billy shows up because like charlie actually charlie actually has the guts out of the two of them because he's always throwing the cross up at like at jerry dandridge he has yeah yeah he has the faith he has faith and like he okay
2: but here's what's confusing to me so and jeff and i were wondering what it meant when he said it okay i'll just say what i was gonna say uh uh-huh whenever they hold up the cross first like peter vincent held it up to Evil Ed first. Yeah. Yes. And burned his head. And then when he held it up to Jerry Dandridge, he was like, You have to believe for it to work. So I was like, At first, we were like, Maybe it's not like religion. It's like, You have to. What did you. What did we. Like, You have
0: to believe that you. Yeah, that
2: you can like hurt that person. Or, well, and maybe it or, could be. Go ahead. It sorry. could
0: just be the maturation of a vampire. Evil Ed's a brand new vampire, whereas Jerry's yeah. been around a while, so maybe he built up like a tolerance or something, yep. to where it can now only affect him if the person holding it has right. faith. Right. You know? Right. Yeah. Well, Instead and maybe in that instant,
1: itself, because he's real, like because Evil Ed has him dead to rights right there, he's about ready to bite him. Yeah. He's like, this is my only chance, and so in that moment, he's like, I have to he believe. He has a fate, yeah. So in that moment, he like, did. This
2: has to work
1: right right <laughs> like otherwise i'm dead whereas yeah. in the other instances he's like well i have it so i'm just gonna hold it mm-hmm. up yeah. and that's enough and it's yeah. like well but it's not enough to just yeah. hold it up
0: and then that and then he tries it on jerry and that's when he has the you have to have faith for that to work on me right. and then like charlie pops up but then like billy knocks charlie over over the staircase and like right. jerry and billy are now like looking at uh at um Peter Vincent. Peter Vincent, like, what are you going to do? And Peter turns tails and runs over yeah. to Charlie's house, which is again his next door. And that's when he has a showdown yeah. with Evil Ed. And I just love this is where it really started to turn for Peter because you see this agonizing sadness after he kills Evil Ed, where he has that moment with him. He's like crying. He's like, yeah. he's not like blubbering, but he has tears running down his yeah. face. He has this agonizing sadness. Um, and his lip is trembling when he finally sees like, evil ed like is dead um but then it goes to a shot with like jerry and with jerry and um billy and no jerry and charlie and that's when charlie sees that amy's turned Uh, but then it goes back the next shot is of um like peter vincent is now like you see this confidence come over him and he like takes the stake out of out of the dead ed and then from there on, Peter Vincent is leading the way. Like, yeah. Peter Vincent is mm-hmm. like like when Billy starts coming up. At, he,
2: like, actually be hum- becomes his character. Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah.
0: He's like, stop. He's like, I'm going to shoot you if you don't stop. Like, he is this very stern yeah. delivery. And, like, so Peter starts to become, yeah. like, the more, like, the more confident out uh, of the like they both mm, have right. confidence now but like peter now has a new confidence where now peter is actually the kind vampire the slayer yeah, yeah.
1: Well, and he's actually coming up and he's like kind of the one that's actually holding charlie uh together a little bit yeah. because charlie's almost kind of flying off the handle at different points He's yeah. so like well amy got it. And he's like you stay with her i'm going to go do this and mm-hmm. like you know he kind of yeah. is like kind of directing what's going you know yeah. the action versus letting it happen mm-hmm. so yeah but i don't know i think I think Peter Vincent's story arc is really like it's really a good redemption arc. Like it's a really good, like, the even like the little thing at the very end where he basically becomes a horror host again because he's not sure how that would have worked out. Right. (laughs) He's like, I beat the vampires in real life and I got my job back. (laughs) But anyway, like that's. (laughs) But I I just really enjoyed all about it. I think that's one of the things that makes the movie so great Mm -hmm. is chris sarandon's charming performance mm-hmm. and roddy mcdowell's redemption arc as yeah, a fraud yeah. that has lived it yeah and, and, and becomes a good person charlie brewster as a relatable boy
0: next door which we have not touched because on at all. he's because he's because he because <laughs> <Very> originally <quickly. laughs> original originally charlie sheen right either they wanted him or he wanted to audition and tom holland's like charlie sheen looks heroic Like Mm -hmm. William Ragsdale looks like the boy next door. He's very plain looking. And and like, yeah, Charlie, pretty much the whole movie beige. He's brand X. He's, he's brand X. Uh, Charlie's like running for his life the whole movie Yeah. yet. He's still like, I'm, I'm running for my life, but I, I will also defend myself. Like Mm -hmm. he's, he's in, in the fact that he doesn't look heroic yet. He is being brave and mm-hmm. has guts and moxie. That's what makes him heroic, mm-hmm. and that's sort of, because he's so relatable. You're like, I can get behind this
1: kid. Yeah, yeah. he's he's a great actor, actually, mm-hmm. William yeah. Ragsdale. I, I've never seen him in anything else. Mm-mm. Uh, he's great in this movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I know it's Chris Sarandon and Roddy McDowell's movie, but without Charlie, without his Charlie, yeah, I think the movie doesn't go either. Because you need a really good, yeah. relatable, mm-hmm. grounded actor, and he kind of reminds me of a young Richard Dreyfus a little bit. I get, yeah, a little a that. little bit in the. But he's really good. Like I've never on seen vacation. him in anything. <laughs> well, when I first saw it, I was like, "Who's the actor that's in this?" And my dad's like, "William Ragsdale," and I was like, yeah. "Who's that?" And he's like, i oh, has been in some stuff." Beats the hell like, out of me, Jared. Well, and whenever I whenever I don't know who the person is i'm always a little skeptical because yeah. i'm like well if i've never heard of him he might not be very good he's great yeah, yeah. he's a very good protagonist mm-hmm. you root for him you like him uh he's got really good chemistry with amanda Burse. Mm-hmm. yeah Bierce. however you say your last name I don't yeah, know. he's how got how great say. chemistry <laughs> with chris sarandon he does like they're back and, and i'm forth. not like being like no no we am
0: like as protagonist to antagonist bad guy to good guy like they're their it's chemistries helpable. for what they need to be, it's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I love I love at the end where, you know, Peter has his job back and like it's on the Fright Night program yeah. and like um and you know, um Amy and um Amy and Charlie, um, there's it's a lot of names that are thrown around. Yeah. Amy and Charlie are like making out on the bed, but then they pay attention to like Peter on the screen and they're both like they all have, they both have like a knowing smile, like a shared experience. I love when uh, when Peter's like, I think we're going to give the vampires a rest for a while. <laughs> right, Charlie? Like, <laughs> right yeah. at the camera. Ooh, like, I, I yeah. love that. Um, and then he's talking about, you know, now you know we're going to show alien movies and blah, blah, blah. Um, and that's when Charlie walks by the window and he thinks he sees two red eyes next door. Yes. Um, and then he's like, he, like, turns, like, you know, Amy's like, what is it, Charlie? And he's like, nothing. And, like, he just walks back over to her and they, like, start making out again. But it's this nice point in the score. Like, the, the score is kind of, like, playing out like a nice, like, yeah. finality type thing. And then... It starts to fade out on the red eyes, and it's like then it's Evil Ed's. You know, everybody quotes Evil Ed on this. <laughs> You're so cool, Brewster. It's cool. a fright, fright, <laughs> fright, fright. Yeah, Night. like it, so le- it leaves it, leaves it, open. it open-ended. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And there was a sequel. I've never seen it. Evil yeah. Ed is not in the sequel. Right. So. It's just like Jerry Dandridge's sister.
1: Is it? Is like Sherry t- so. Dandridge. Sherry Dandridge. Sherry. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's so funny though, because that's uh, this time around. That was the first time. That I noticed the eyes the first time, like I obviously saw them at the end of the movie. Yeah, right. But that first glance at them is so quick, uh huh. That I like all the times that we watched it before, I had never noticed that.
1: Yeah, it. And I was like, wait,
2: rewind it.
1: It's awesome. He
2: rewound it. I was like, oh, but wait a second.
1: <laughs> I think I actually jumped the first time I ever saw it, which is funny because it's like nothing really actually happens. It just shows it real quick, right? And it's just enough like, of a like, whoa cuz cuz
0: mm-hmm. it's like you don't peg this as a movie to like leave something open ended and mm-hmm. i think at the beginning i did say it didn't have anything open ended there is something open ended right. at the end but nothing came of it but you don't you don't really expect it you're like oh they told their story we're good mm-hmm. but yeah it, so you're like oh something it's kind of like it's kind of like an adult version of a goosebumps episode like how, like how there's a finality, but then at the end, there's just yeah. one, there's one more Cause, weird, cause creepy like, thing. Yeah. It's like
1: the
2: ending of the, the Thriller music video. That
1: yeah. too. Oh, that too. Yeah. Because yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: it's kind of bookended at the beginning. Charlie's distracted from his girlfriend because he's, he's distracted by what's going on next door. Now, at the end, he's like, you know, I'm going to focus on my girlfriend and not be distracted yeah. by next door. But then, like you said, there's a twist, like right
1: at the end, yeah. you know gives you just enough doubt yeah tom like, oh. tom holland
0: did say he was willing to make like a true sequel to it with the original he wants to make it with the original cast and it would focus on charlie's mom is selling their old house so charlie moves in and but he's a single father at this point oh. and his two teenage kids are trying to investigate jerry's old house because oh. they think because evil ed is there trying to resurrect jerry dandridge so I'm like, oh, that's interesting. Squatters' rights. Yeah. Right.
1: yeah. <laughs> um, before, so I'd say I'd say we're pretty much. Can I give one more little thing? Yeah. This is a fun little investigative <laughs> thing that I, I found out. So the Jay Giles band that Jay Giles band is Jay it Giles Jay Giles? Band. Giles? Yeah, Jay Giles. yeah, Jay Giles. Jay Giles. Giles. I was not sure how to pronounce it. No, you're fine. But Jay Giles band that uh, did the Fright Night song. Mm-hmm. You know what they were named before? Fright uh, Night. Snoopy and the Sop with Camels in oh. the 1960s. And I was like, how Halloween-y. <laughs> there's, it's a great pumpkin, Charlie Brown. It all yeah. comes full circle. Yeah.
0: Oh, okay. The See? song that
2: they play in the club, not the first one, but the second one. Yeah. You can never find. I can never find it.
0: That's what's uh, like so- Spotify There's
2: Spotify or anything. I don't think it's on there.
0: That's what stinks about some <laughs> 80s movies is there are songs yes. by people you're like, who is that they- it was
2: literally made for the movie
0: yeah exactly. it's like like yeah it's a it's a good like all three songs they use for the dance scene they're, great. And like, they're, they're it's awesome yeah. and then when, when Jerry catches um, um when Jerry catches uh I have like six different names like. going through my head right now Charlie's fist it like Automatically hits like a, a guitar Grr, chord yeah. into the next yeah. song. Yeah, but that yep. that second song is great. It kind of sounds <laughs> like, yeah, it, it has like a mix of like, Jump my love. yeah. I was gonna say it, yeah. it sounds like it sounds like the Pointer Sisters mixed with Prince, yeah, mixed with um, Sheila E. Yeah, it sounds like you know the Minnesota sound. <laughs> yeah, um, but that's that's a I love that the dip mi- in there, <laughs> the Lake Minnetonka music scene exactly. <laughs> um, but that was Fright Night. That, hmm. I don't know. I've I have no desire to watch the remake. Um, no, with no Colin thanks. Farrell yeah. and Anton Yelchin. Did. did you ever watch the remake, Katie?
2: Mm.
1: Yeah. David Tennant. Yeah, David but Tennant
0: he can take
2: the place. Yeah.
0: Exactly. Yep. Sorry. Yep. Um, but that was Fright Night. If you're listening to this and you've never seen it, we kind of chopped up spoilers and kind of sprinkled Go them watch in, in throughout it. Go check it out. Um, like we said at the top. It is so rewatchable. Like I yeah, I, easily, I it's never I never fast watch. I don't ever I haven't done this for a movie since I was a kid. But literally 20 minutes after Matt and I were done watching it last night, I was like, "I'm going to watch it again." Yeah. And I watched it again, yeah. and it was just like <laughs> it, it's it's paced so it's well. It's like Teletubbies. Again, again, again. <laughs> Let's talk about Teletubbies. Uh, but
2: Yeah, like tonight I would watch it again. It's so good.
0: It is. Yeah. It's it's such a it's such it's a fun watch. It's an easy watch. It's paced really well and it's just you're gonna you're gonna like these characters you really are even evil ed has his moments mm-hmm. um but there's something about it for everyone that all just compounds together to make a really fun movie yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, so mm-hmm. katie mm-hmm. thank you so awesome. much for, we thank are so you happy so you are on yeah. thank you so much for being on um jeremy thank you for being back um, you know, you are we're allowed you to come on me. again. Yeah, we <laughs> all, We always enjoy having you on. Yes, we can't wait to have Katie on again. We are. We have. We're trying to conceptualize we, a we, hook episode yeah. at the end of the season mm. because we're gonna end. End season three is gonna end in January, which is the third, which would be. Kind of the start of 2021, the 30th anniversary of Hook. Yeah, something that all of us plus Jess, who is sitting, who's been sitting very quietly behind us, very well. <laughs> thank you. Um, who, 30th anniversary. Yeah, 1991. Holy Moses. Um, Matt and I also turned 30 in 2021. So hello, crazy everyone. days. Thought it yeah. smelled in here. Um, but Katie, yeah. thank you so much. We cannot wait to have you back. Yeah, um, thank you so You're much welcome. for being on. Um, Jeremy, again, thank you for being on. Thank you for having me, guys, and uh, thank you for listening, everybody, to week three, five weeks of fright. Thank it was a little you. bit of a long one, but, but we very we loved special, it. very special, yeah. very cool. Until next time, be good to yourselves, be good to each other, because why would you want to be rude when you can be rad? We'll see you next week. Oh, you're so cool, Brewster. <laughs>